Boys was so good. I wish I could watch it for the first time all over again. All of it, both seasons. Tonight, today, tomorrow, on the podcast, we're doing The Boys Season 2. The Boys. Amazon's Jeff Bezos's The Boys. Jeff Bezos' own. It's crazy because Jeff Bezos is basically Vought. Edgar. Stan Edgar, yeah. So you're saying Vought is Amazon? They have ties to the Nazi regime. Who's here today, Gabe? Well, we're back in Stephen and Allie's living room, and Allie's with us. Yay! Hi! Allie, who's your favorite superhero? Uh, from the boys? Or from all the... time. Any comic, any film. Out of the most popular ones, I like Batman the best, because he's more of an anti-hero. Mm. I feel like I am drawn to anti-heroes more than like iconic Superman type of characters. That's why she married me. (laughs) I don't know though. I love villains actually. I feel like I'm always drawn. I did love Deadpool, the first one. Yeah, I feel like those tend to be my favorite superhero films. Less so the Marvel ones and more so Deadpool, Kick-Ass. I don't know, a little bit more like dark humor type of. Kind of irreverent. Yeah, which is why I like the boys. Follow-up question. Allie, what would be your superpower? If you could have any power... Mm. ever um for selfish reasons my top two would be either teleportation Mm. or time travel but i mean that's more just for personal interest and less so like how can i better humanity you know what i mean that's very generous of you (laughs) benevolent yeah i don't know most people would probably have selfish interests what's your superpower it's probably ever since watching heroes in the mid-2000s i've always wanted to be hero nakamura so time manipulation change time yeah time travel but that's probably too op overpowered for the non-gamers so i don't i'd probably take invisibility as a close second because i've always that's pretty simple pretty baseline i want to be translucent you're basically invisible right now yeah i'm getting close (laughs) but i can't take off all my clothes in public yet so (laughs) i'm working up to that point what's your favorite superhero steven spider-man since you were a boy so today we're talking about the boys Yep. Amazon's Smash series success yeah, from it's 2019. Doing very well. Right off the bat, it was probably their biggest, best production. Between that and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I think. Those are probably their best two. But people were freaking out about The Boys Season 2. Mm-hmm. And no spoilers again, but why do you think that that is, Gabe? Because it's so good. And why is it so good? Every part of it is good. The source material is fantastic to pull from. And then you have a very talented team of writers and directors and showrunners. And the acting is pretty much across the board phenomenal. I can't think of a single character that it wasn't a delight just to watch chew scenery. So I don't know. There's a lot of reasons to freak out about it. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another show. Obviously, it's not to the level of something like Game of Thrones yet. But I can't think of another show really running right now that has this sort of love behind it no one doesn't like the boys is that fair to say have you ever met someone that said i don't care for the boys (laughs) i think that the audience that is watching the boys are probably the ones who enjoy it i think it's not for the schemish for sure that's true um because it's definitely violent but it takes on more of a dark humor comic relief type of violence in terms of the fight scenes they're very smart and tight and detail oriented and the dialogue is embedded so perfectly and i just think the show is crafted in such a way where everything's very precise i think that's part of what makes it so appealing because it's yeah it's about superheroes everyone loves superheroes and it's interesting and funny but it also is just so so well crafted i think pretty refreshing for the genre too a lot of people Mm -hmm. 
have gotten superhero fatigue mm-hmm. over the last 15, 20 years mm-hmm. with Marvel movies just being churned out every single year. And they're always pretty samey mm-hmm. or DC and their bungling of their franchises. But the boys and really exploring that kind of irreverent humor that we were talking about earlier, there's nothing like it, I think. Yeah. Except maybe something like Deadpool, which is pretty meta and it'll break the fourth wall a lot. Yeah. It's kind of like a refreshing punch in the face. Yeah, Kick-Ass felt that way too, but The Boys has all this money behind it, and Amazon has really made it look good too. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, that's some of the best CGI I've seen. Yeah. You know, when, when you see someone's head explode in the show, it's very visceral, <laughs> and it definitely gets a reaction out of you. No, agreed. And it's timely too, at least season two specifically oh, yeah. is very timely in terms of the commentary that it has on racism and the political climate, as well as just celebrity culture. I mean, the superheroes we see and Vought, you know, it's also a commentary on celebrity culture. You know, they're all over-marketed, and each of the superheroes is completely in the spotlight and molded in a way where they have to basically do and say whatever the Vought image subscribes them to. Yeah, it explored a lot of those themes pretty well in season one. One of the more interesting angles was the nationalism and not just celebrity culture, but like the celebrity culture of what it is to be a national hero. Homelander himself represents the embodiment of America as it is. But to see that, like you said, in season two, take on kind of a new face, and I didn't expect it to go as far as it did with some of the more touchy subjects, I think. Kind of like Watchmen did mm-hmm. when we reviewed that one. Yeah. That Those were the main comparisons I was drawing in my head. But things like fascism and jingoism and some of the characters that perfectly embody a lot of the things that are uh, we are wrong with our country as it is now. Yeah, it really plays with different religions or cults and then how those are kind of intertwined with power and people in power and also playing into the politics and how they're sort of just deeply intertwined. Yeah, without giving anything away. Those things are very prominent. They are. The stand-in for like Scientology in this season was pretty hilarious. Yeah, and in the first season, that was one of my favorite things about the first season was the sort of play and toy around with evangelical Christianity. And this season, there's sort of like a cult that is trying to pull strings behind the scenes. With uh, one of the characters in particular. I'm going to keep it vague. One thing I love about the characters is just the way everything's kind of flipped on its head. You know, we're following, in the first season as well, I mean, we're following these anti-heroes in the sense of like Billy being this, oh gosh, how do you describe him? Like this rugged, I don't know how to describe him. I'm weak at the knees. I'm talking about his character. Allie really likes him. It's Carl Urban with a full head of hair. It's amazing. And his accent. Carl Urban plays Billy Butcher, who is the ringleader of the boys. Oh yeah, who are the boys? The boys is a group of individuals who are secretly opposing the superhero establishment and the corporations behind them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they call them. They're kind of like a bunch of ex-paramilitary people. Led by... Led by Billy Butcher. Billy. Um, but yeah, you have his character, and he's also on, on this kind of revenge kick because he thinks that his wife was killed by Homelander, um, which is revealed in season one. And so he's energized by certain motives, and then... Rage. You have Huey, who's kind of like the heart. He's Billy's canary, keeps him centered. Yeah, the heartbeats of the show is like he's, you know, he's 
more vulnerable. He's sensitive. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Played by Jack Quaid, son of Dennis Quaid. I did not know that. He's the spitting image of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Interesting. Makes me like him more. Yeah, I think he was really a great casting choice because he drives the show in in that soft-hearted type of way, which is contrasted, of course, with Billy's hard nature character. But then you have the whole cast of the boys have all different dynamics. Season two does a really nice job of exploring each of their motivations as well. Yeah, it does. Kind of going into their... Yeah, backstories and what makes them tick and the reasons why they're doing Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Yeah, as well as the superhero cast. Where, oh, yeah, the seven. Know, the seven, you get to see a lot of their backstory motives, even the characters that we don't feel sympathy for. We get to learn more. In this world, there's like a Justice League, essentially, and classic Justice League, there's seven Justice League members, main ones. And so in this world, there's seven characters that basically resemble Justice League characters. So you have the Batman character, the Superman character, the Wonder Woman. Aquaman. The Aquaman, the pseudo Green Lantern character, the Flash character. And so you have these characters that basically mirror the DC comic book characters. But unlike the Justice League, they're all pretty narcissistic and messed up yeah the motives but not even like that but they're even like all of them are pretty much degenerate individuals until like starlight it should be noted too that this show is extremely graphic oh yeah in every sense of the word but apart from it being super graphic one of the things about this show that i think makes it so compelling and you guys kind of touched on this earlier is that especially in season two everything was escalated And every single episode from each scene to the next scene was super escalated. It just kept going up and up and up and the stakes kept getting higher and higher and crazier things kept happening over and over again. Ellie and I kept looking at each other the whole time going like, oh my gosh, oh my my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was crazy how that worked out. And I think that sort of pacing to me is very reminiscent of Game of Thrones and how Game of Thrones, I think, set the bar higher for what television can be, especially when it comes to escalation plot and story and also graphic imagery and how things move forward, how stories move forward. And so here in The Boys Season 2, every scene is progressing the story, progressing the characters, and usually something gnarly happens in each scene. There's something sort of semi-disturbing or weird or outlandish or something that makes you cringe or something that makes you question why you're watching the show in the first place. So that also should be said is that this season of television just in particular, I think, is a product of where television is going in the culture because of that escalation. But The Deep is great. He's the guy you love to hate. I don't know if you... Yeah. I feel I like mean, season two, you get so much sympathy for him. He's just hilarious. Like, kind of, funny. but he's still not really, I think, truly penitent for his actions in sure. season one and before. So, or at least that's the direction that they're still taking it is he's going to be paying for his sins for a while. <laughs> sure. Mostly because of his own buffoonery. I think they're setting him up to be, I'm thinking of like a chessboard, and he'll be like a very pointed rook or a bishop or a knight where he's going to do something very monumental that progresses the story forward at some point in either the next season or season four. I don't know how long this thing's planned. I'm sure with the amount of success that they've seen, they'll want to go as long as they can. Hopefully not Game of Thrones it by the end, but we'll see. I think Anthony Starr deserves an Oscar. (laughs) That's his name, Homelander. His range. Yeah, he did a great job. His ability to swing, and kind of Carl Urban in the same regard, his ability to swing from psychopath to sort of endearing qualities 
like his moments, especially in season two, Carl Urban and Anthony Starr. Both of those characters had a lot to play with in season two mm-hmm. and show their range. And they both did a really, really nice job. Mm-hmm. There was a scene that I caught that was actually a deleted scene from season one. Oh. And it was put. Yep. <laughs> It was the final scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. What that showed to me kind of supports what I was just saying about... Yeah, they can do whatever they want. The, yeah, the progression of television and also what Amazon's willing to do for the show. So I think that's why this season was so heavy in theme and gore and all the stuff that was transpiring. Yeah, it wasn't just graphically. It was also thematically... Dark. Yeah, there was a lot of bending of morality that, I mean, I think that was the hardest thing for me to sit through. I'm pretty good with gore, but some of the scenes, there is a lot of moral things in question. You know, it can be hard to watch, even though there's a lot of comic relief. The tone can be very heavy at times, I think. We talked a little bit about some of the critiques the show masterfully satirized in this show, like America's sense of nationalism and stuff. But this show, especially in season two, really did tackle a lot. It had a lot of interesting satire about things like LGBTQ awareness and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Specifically, a lot of people online were talking about how fascinating it was and realistic for when one character, her sexuality was outed. Oh, right. And VOD as a company, as a corporation, kept trying to use that in certain ways, and they didn't really even acknowledge what it was. Right. Or like what she really even identified as, which is interesting, without giving too much away. Yeah, they use the label as a marketing tool as opposed to actually understanding who this character really was and what her preferences were. It was also fascinating to see how characters were able to weaponize social media in the show Mm -hmm. and how we're really, it's not even dystopic in the sense of like being far off in the future for us in our own lives. It's very much, we're at that point. The line was even in the show regarding public image. You don't need 50 million people to love you. You just need 5 million people pissed off and outrage culture, stuff like that, motivating Mm. your base. You you can even look at politicians in our day and age, people like Donald Trump that are really capitalizing on this mentality of just rage-fueled movements and using people's baser instincts (laughs) to do whatever you want, to get them to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. So overall... Did you guys like the season compared to the first season and just by itself? And also, are you excited to keep watching? Yes, I did really like it. Like I said, some of the bending of morality, some of the heavier stuff was harder for me to get past. But at the same time, everything else just balances it. And I enjoyed the pace of the show, the characters, where it was going, the commentary. I'm excited to see where it continues to go. I feel attached to the characters. I think there's so much heart and I think it's really smart and I'm excited. Yeah, for sure to keep watching. I feel the same. I'm super excited to see where they go next. There aren't a lot of shows. I mean, there are a lot of shows that are fun to watch and interesting to talk about, but there aren't a lot of shows that are that keep you quite on the edge of your seat in every moment and just completely engaged with what's happening. So this is one of those shows and I'm always excited to see what they do next from scene to scene, episode to episode. And next season, the way they left season two, there's a lot of directions they could go with it, but there's also a couple ways in which they leave it where your jaw kind of hits the floor and you're like, I can't believe they did that. I wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that this is their favorite show right now. A lot of people. It's worthy of the title. And I keep thinking that says a lot about where our culture is, I think. 
very extreme and i don't necessarily think that's a good thing the show is entertaining but it's also very indulgent and like ali's been saying you know the blurring of the lines of morality it's not just graphic in its gore it's graphic in its sexuality in its imagery in the emotion of it all and so really with the larger question that I'm getting at here, which is where is our society headed if this is what entertainment is now? And it's not that it's not good. I still enjoy it just as much as the next person. It leaves me asking that question about it's becoming very quickly to be like a cult classic. It's doing everything right. It leaves me to just wonder where people's morality is. But it's also broaching very important topics. Yeah, that's true. And I think think they're doing a phenomenal job with using that sort of sensationalism, using that as the avenue to get people to think about these interesting, honestly, quite frankly, very important topics like discussions on racism and stuff like that. And the more you put that in front of people, even if you have to use the sugar to help the medicine go down, (laughs) that's the perfect way of putting this show. It's very sweet, it's very rich, but I think they're doing a great job getting those topics across. Is that fair? I mean, what you said makes sense. Especially when you can subvert people's expectations, like the people that start the show thinking, you know, yeah, this show is awesome. Look at all the violence. And then they're hit with these heavier themes and they're like, wait, now I'm thinking about. But I'm still left questioning, what is this show saying when ultimately you have these fanboys or these fangirls, these fan people who are freaking out about how cool the show is or how cool the character, I don't know, Homelander is or something. It's like, we can all agree that Nazis are bad, at least. Well, that's, you'd think so. But Homelander's cool. But I think that it's trying to flip the script. Like, it's trying to flip these ideas and concepts of what morality is on their heads. But if you strip down the fluff of everything and you strip it down to the bare bones and what it's actually saying, it is blurring the lines, I think, by desensitizing and overstimulation. It just leaves me questioning. If we keep getting these escalated shows and these more hard-hitting shows, it's only going to become not just entertainment, but potentially even the morality of people to a place where things just continue to need to be escalated. Well, I think the art's just imitating the the life in this case. I'd agree with you, but I think Homelander, like we said earlier, is just a reflection of where the United States is now. I don't think it's the other way around. That's why I think this show is doing something important, is because it's putting a mirror in front of America's face and saying, this is what you are now. <laughs> so that's why I think it's good. You a, you a big Kamiko fan? Kamiko was absolutely gorgeous. You're a big fan of Frenchie's girlfriend. Uh, yeah. But honestly, the person I was crushing hardest on was Queen Maeve. I think she's amazing. I agree. And I'm so glad she got a little more screen time this season. I just wish... Because I don't think we really see her use her powers since the first episode of the show where she's running up buildings. She's the Wonder Woman stand-in, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not clear where she lies on the power scale because obviously you have Homelander, who's the Superman. Mm-hmm. And then you have a lot of other people down here. But I think she's one of the only people that could stand up to him. I just don't know how strong she is. But she's awesome as a character. Yeah, you see a lot more of her dimension as a character. In this. And for her, she has a lot that she's struggling with over the yeah. course of the show that's turned her into a pretty cynical person. And mm-hmm. she's the show does a great job of wearing away at that. Well, I love this show. That's been another episode of Quickie Podcast. This is the Cult Popcast. And this has been The Boys. Season two. We have two boys and one girl and a pizza place. Good night. We're defended by our heroes from sea to shining sea. Fighting for our freedom. Looking out for you and me.
出。